following program is your wake-up call. Listen to discretion advised. Welcome to the Progressive Union. I am your host, Doreen DeLeonardo, broadcasting to you from New York City. We report the news the corporate media ignores. Joining me for this hour, as always, is my husband and co-host, Tony DeLeonardo. So, we have been digesting... The four hours of debates of last week, like a big meal, and we needed to, you know, burp a little bit, open the pants a little bit, and then we had to absorb. And then stick your finger down your throat. Quite a bit. We don't do that, but anyway. Uh, And sort of, you know, let it settle. See what other people are talking about. See the feedback. Look at a little polling, but... The only polling I've looked at is morning consult. That's a small handful of people. So the big story was out of the two days, um, which is a very skewed story, was Kamala Harris. She was the big story between the two days. Um, And the question you should ask yourself is, is she with us? Is it all about us? Or is it all about her? And I'm going to tell you why. So I'm not a big fan, and neither is Tony, of Kamala Harris. Um, she's definitely establishment. Yes, she's saying she's for progressive programs. But if you notice, all the Democrats have become Bernie bots, okay? Like Whatever I Bernie said, says, they're with him. Like I said to my friend, she's Obama with a boop. Oh, my God. You're so funny. Um... So she's a female Obama. That's what Tony's trying to say. Uh, (laughs) We cleaned that up just a little bit. Uh, So everybody got really excited. Obviously, this was calculated. There's an article in Politico. You know, of course, she had this all ready to go. I mean, two minutes later, you know, her whole slice and dice of Joe Biden. She had a picture of herself, I guess, going to school when she was a little girl. The whole busing story. Um, And, you know, okay. Joe Biden's not really on the right side of that. And, the, and the, the, the long and the short of it is Joe Biden sided with the Dixiecrats who became Republicans because they weren't for down with the civil rights. And Joe Biden believed that states in states' rights in this case, that they should manage how they were going to deal with busing. Now, you might say to yourself, that sounds like a real Tea Party right wing position. And yes, it is. And that's his position. So Kamala took that and used it to connect to herself. Because when she was a little girl, as she told us, she was in the second class of busing in California. California, where she lived, the city council voted for it. So she really didn't need the federal government to step in because she lived in California. But she was arguing that the states don't always do the right thing, which is correct. Now, why are we questioning if she's with us? Do you know they're selling stuff with a picture, her campaign, of her when she was a little girl? What does that make you You think of? of If Joe Biden wasn't vice president for two terms, he would have sank out of sight already. Oh, no, he wouldn't have even been up there. He would have never have run. Never. That's his claim to fame. Yeah, he would have never. He got the VP because Hillary didn't want it. That's true. Obama did ask Hillary first. And Joe Biden was actually slated to be Secretary of State. Okay, so Biden was the bridesmaid once removed. Right. But it worked out for Obama because the white guys were okay with voting for Obama because he had 
Biden there. So that was the arg- the, that was the um, the point of attack that sh- that she chose. She chose to go after Biden and weaponize that history that he has. Okay, where he's on the wrong side of that issue. Why that one? Because it related to her. It went goes back to her. You know what I mean? It connects to her. But to be honest with you, even in this article in Politico, you have people saying that are Biden supporters who are, by the way, African-American, that they felt like the busing issue was something from the past. And even they were not really interested in how he voted on busing or his point of view on busing, that it was something the state should handle. They didn't care. Now, she could have weaponized so many different things. Okay, there's a million things. All right, first of all, uh, Biden was a champion of making the Bush tax cuts. Remember the Bush tax cuts? Permanent minimum. Permanent, yes. And on the uh, 2nd of January, 2013, when they were to sunset, Obama made them permanent. And you know what they call this, this, this tax relief bill? The Republicans, they're so good at naming things and making them sound so nice. It was the Taxpayer Relief Act of 2012. So, actually, he called it Taxpayer Relief 2012. But this was not for working people. This was, again, tax cuts for rich people. And now we made them permanent. Who are not creating jobs. You know what they're going to invest all those tax cuts in? Stocks, buybacks. Automation. Well, that's what they're doing now. Robotization. So, so listen to this. She could have gone after him on this. And you know who went after him on this? Bennett did. Bennett went after him on this, but she didn't do that. The tax cuts from the George W. Bush era, this comes from uh, The Intercept, were set to expire, which would have brought in income to our country of $3 trillion in revenue, coming from the richest people in this country. The federal government for over 10 years, okay? So Biden settled, settled, he says he negotiated with McConnell for a mere $600 billion instead of the $3 trillion, making the rest of the tax cuts permanent. So he thought that was a win. They could have just let it sunset. They had control. Honey, of- this is the guy that went up after the, uh, the Obamacare passed. Oh, this is effing huge. Right. It was Romney care. I know. I know. It wasn't effing huge because I'm I have another. I'm looking at this TV screen. I'm like, is he kidding? Yeah, I know. Um, so he really botched that. That wasn't. What kind of negotiating skills are those? And it makes me think of someone else who says he's a very good negotiator. Who is that? I'm a builder. I'm a builder. The guy that's in their Oval Office now. That's not good negotiating when you would have gotten $3 trillion and you got $600 billion. That's not a very good negotiating position. It's nothing. Let it sunset. Well, then we would have gotten the $3 trillion. So he brags about that and Bennett got him. But Kamala didn't pick that fight. She didn't do that. Uh, there's a million other things. Uh, let's see. What else? She could have gone after him on the Iraq war. That's what Bernie because did. Because Kamala probably wants to get the black voters away from Biden into her camp. That's one reason. Bingo. That's <laughs> one reason. She didn't go after him on the crime bill, which definitely disproportionately hurt people of color tremendously put people in jail that should have not been jailed for like nickel bags of pot and and the private prisons have been making millions of our taxpayer dollars on that um scam it's like that scene in the french connection when the real popeye doyle who was named eddie egan he was reading the riot act to gene hackman 
He goes, every year you guys are leading the, the department in drug busts. He goes, but who? What did you bring in? He goes, a kid in short pants, pants with a twitch? He goes, a bellhop because he had three joints in his sock? <laughs> so she could, exactly. have, she could have brought up Anita Hill. Uh, she could have brought up, um, oh, he also voted for deregulation of Gla getting rid of Glass-Steagall, which he says he regrets. He got, they got rid of Glass-Steagall, right? That was in the Clinton years. Okay, so you regretted that. Then you became the vice president. Couldn't have you and Obama reinstated Glass-Steagall after the financial crash that you just had to give $757 billion of our money to Wall Street to bail them out? They could have reinstated it. They didn't do that. Kamala so Harris. So they can lick their wounds and then turn around and boop us again. Well, Kamala Harris and go after him on that. Um, and I'm sure there's a million other things that I have left out. The reason why she didn't go after him on all of these issues is because some of also because some of them relate to the donors, the people she works for, the people she's collecting money from. She is taking corporate money. The donors like the Bush tax cuts. They like the Trump tax cuts. They hate Glass-Steagall. They don't care about the Anita Hill hearing. She could have brought that up. Uh, but she didn't. She didn't bring up the Iraq war. She purposely, as Tony said, put something out there that had to do with race and went right back to her to make her connected to that issue. Is she with us? I'm with her. Sounds very familiar to me. Okay. I did not hear her, uh, I just don't, I didn't see her progressive, and I know she's not progressive, okay, so, but she's trying to brand herself that way, and she's also auditioning, and she did a very good job She's trying it. to be warm and fuzzy, they're going to start calling her, her Koala Harris. No, she's not being warm and fuzzy, she like went after him and sliced him and diced him with a smile. Um, she did, she really destroyed him, but... Joe Biden is a lot easier to go after. First of all, he had no idea she was going to do that. He should have been prepared, but he was not. And he's not Trump because Trump's nasty. Trump's not going to stand there like he did, right, and defend himself in a more gentlemanly way. Trump's a brawler. He doesn't, you know what I mean? That guy's not polished, doesn't give a crap. God knows what will come out of his mouth, right? Who knows? He'll probably call her Aunt Jemima. He could call her anything. I wouldn't put anything past him. So it's and not his the, followers would love it. Yes, and it's not this absolutely the same thing as going after Joe Biden in a, in a very friendly atmosphere. But it did put her in the light that she could, people were imagining her in a debate with Trump. And I, get, I bet a lot of people said she could really do some damage to him. And you know what? I believe that they would be correct. She is a prosecutor. That's what prosecutors do. This is going to be her 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 most uh, effective and her best trait is those skills. And she's also very good speaking, public speaking. She doesn't have any problem with that whatsoever. She's very relaxed. But she doesn't really have a message. There's no message there. Nothing. There's no slogan. There's no message. Absolutely nothing. I don't know. Maybe it's I can be Trump and I'm a woman of color. I don't know. I don't know what her message is. The previous night, they said Elizabeth Warren won. Honestly, I didn't feel that way. I didn't think that she stood out. I didn't. She played it very safe. I'll put it that I way. I am so tired of her little house on the prairie, <laughs> school mom routine. Yeah, you don't like it. We liked her at first, but we're not... 
She's definitely... Uh, she, her stock has been dropping for me ever since she approved the Ben Carson for HUD. <laughs> I'm still... I would still... That would be the first thing I would ask her. What the hell were you thinking and about? And he's hurting people that of color. Are you kidding People me? that are poor, seniors. It's, he's going to hurt everybody. Yep. And he it, is not qualified for the position. No, and he's eager to do it. Like, this is something he talked about in the campaign trail all the time. I would so, be like, what were you thinking about that? But night? not only that, the other thing that we don't like is that she said in the general, she will take corporate money. So what happens? She's going to owe those people. So she's not going to be doing all these plans she has. She's going to be taking all their money, and she's very enthusiastic about taking that money. So... All night we heard about how everybody was for Medicare. I don't, I don't think she's tough enough to go up against Trump. No, I don't day. think so either. I think she's too, uh, like I said, she's too uh, school marm. Yeah, I don't think so either. And to be perfectly honest with you, Kamala, I, Kamala would break his ribs, but this, yeah, I don't think she will. But there's the other fear. We talked about this the other day. We were chatting, having dinner, and I said, there's another thing you have to be very careful of when you're a woman and you're that aggressive, you have to worry about how you come off to men and other women. So you can be seen, you, you're seen differently when you're aggressive as a woman. So it depends on your demeanor. Like if Warren's aggressive, I think it's annoying, to be honest with you. If she's very aggressive, depending on who's looking at her. Like I don't see men running to vote for her and especially moderates or independents or maybe Republicans that don't like Trump, soft Republicans. So I don't see that. Harris actually could also get under people's skin because a lot of people are annoyed of how she treated Joe Biden, you know, and how she brought it back to herself. She didn't go after him on the other issues. The other issues, I think, would be different, but she made it very personal. Well, when so, I heard first heard this was going on, I was like, yeah, so we're back to busing? Yeah, it I know. It was like 40, 50 years not ago. Not only that, that's not an issue that's, that's, that's a problem for people right now. The issues that are the problems are the ones that Bernie is talking about all the time. The bread and butter issues, the issues at the kitchen table of America. Those are the issues. And it's really funny because they're all, oh, well, I'm not really for free college, but I am for free college. And I'm not for Medicare for all. I'm for Medicare X, whatever that is. Or I'm for a public option, which none of them were for before. Wait a minute. Medicare X? Yeah, they I don't know what Medicare X is. Don't do even... Do you remember that? Bennett maybe was talking when, about that. When, when Cassius Clay, who became Muhammad Ali, you know what his original name was? Before no. Before he became Muhammad Ali, and I thought it was a stupid name. Cassius X. See? Like Malcolm X. So that's just as stupid as this I name. I would say, you're better off with Muhammad Ali. It's Medicare, okay? <laughs> Medicare and is a gradual the bill that Bernie has, which actually Kirsten Gildebrand, who would not stop interrupting, she's going nowhere. I'm your Bobby girl <laughs> in your Bobby way. We know her best. She's in our backyard. She's one of our senators, and she's very conservative, and she's not progressive at all. Not progressive. Take it from us. We live here. So, okay, they made a big deal about Biden. And Kamala. Um, I thought Bennett really went at him on the Bush tax cuts very well. And Bernie decimated him on the Iraq war because Bernie was one of the only people that was against it and screaming about it when everybody else was like, let's go to war like they always are. But the first debate 
the back and forth that largely got ignored by corporate media because they want to ignore her because they don't like her message because it goes against their best interest, which is to make money, was Tulsi Gabbard and Tim Ryan, which was amazing. She decimated him. And this is a you're different... Like, you're liking that word tonight, yeah, decimated. She decimated him because she did not do it in an annoying way. Her presentation and her the way she speaks is not annoying. It will not be annoying to men. It's very presidential. Even, can you believe Meghan McCain even said that Tulsi was the most presidential in the first debate? And she says, I rarely agree with her, but I have to be honest and say that because she got very few questions. Well, it came from anybody but Meghan McCain. I'd be impressed. Yeah, right. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know, okay. I know, right. Well, she thought her father was presidential. But anyway, so she got him and she, and she, went out of turn because he was talking and all of a sudden she made a comment and Rachel Maddow let her get in and then he had to respond and then she responded back and it was beautiful and she just got him. She like laid him out, done, people were clapping and it turned out that during that debate she was the most Googled candidate in Google searches. Tim Ryan always looks like one of those geeks from the Wendy years that was always caught in that deal <laughs> like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> Was saved by the He bell. started out good. Always and then like the geeky friend. Yep. But and, he could never score with the hot broads. And by the way, Warren is very weak and very um, warmonger positions, just like Hillary was and just like Biden and all the other established corporatist Democrats. Yeah, of course they are. They are they, war. They, yeah, they support because, well, the they military. They don't have to fight it. Yes, and because they support the people that make money from it. So really she has the most foreign policy experience she does need to interrupt more she's got to be more aggressive she's got to be more a little more relaxed and she has to turn her argument back to a uh, domestic what policy a more relaxed well she was a little stiff in the beginning and then when she debated ryan because you saw that clip i sent it to you she was more like herself i've seen so many interviews with her very relaxed and she made like smirks and smiles and like, yeah, right, buddy. I mean, when she's natural, that's when she's her best. And she definitely needs to like hammer it. And by the way, she needs 43,000 more unique first time donors. Okay. So if you're listening to us and you've not donated, just give her $5. If you don't have much money, five or $10, please donate to her because she needs to get 43,000, I believe more donors to reach the 160,000 donors, and she needs to stay at, I think, 2%, and I think she's at 3% now, which is, an, which is a big jump. So keep telling people about her because her voice needs to be there because no one is talking about war, these endless wars that are sucking the life out of this country. Occupations, dear. They are occupations. There's like We're in eight of them. So she was on Bill Maher this past week, so if you didn't see Bill Maher, she's the first guest. She held her own with Bill Maher, and there were a lot of people cheering from her, for her. So one of the bread and butter, butter, butter issues that Bernie talks about a lot, and he talks about it in the debates quite a bit the other night, is the cost of prescription drugs. So it turns out <clears throat> there is another caravan out there, and it's a caravan of people that are traveling to Canada to get insulin. And maple syrup. And maple syrup. So it turns out that people um, that during the Obama years, okay, we can go, here's something else you could challenge Joe Biden on. 
During the Obama years, in 2016, $5,700. So that's double. That's during the, Bi the Obama-Biden years. Reminds me of my New York Islander tickets. One year was twenty-seven fifty, then they went up to fifty bucks. I was like, for this team, no, I don't think well, so. Well, unfortunately, when you're talking about insulin, you have to take your insulin, or you will die. So people are traveling. Um, this was comes from Reuters to Canada in a caravan because, first of all, I didn't know this that Canada is the birthplace of insulin. It is much much cheaper to get it there and you do not need a prescription to get insulin in Canada so if you have diabetes they, yeah because like I said there's nothing you can do with it what are you gonna do with it right it doesn't cure anything but diabetes that's it right so um, well it keeps it in bed it doesn't cure it but it helps. no it keeps you alive you need the insulin and there's a woman in this article that mentions her son because she's involved in this caravan her son uh, didn't have enough money to pay for his insulin, so he used to kind of like skip it, you know, and he died. He died. He was in his 20s. Insulin, something that's been around for decades. This is insane. These are unnecessary deaths. Bernie talks about this all the time. But you see, if you take corporate money from the pharmaceuticals, and I would be very surprised if Kamala was not going to take that money, or, we already know Cory Booker is. Oh, Cory Booker is very friendly with the pharmaceuticals. Um, just like Joe Biden's very in with the credit card He always companies. looks like an outraged milk dud. <laughs> so he's got that look on his face. That is so good. Oh, my God. They were all speaking Spanish in the first debate. Oh, my God. All That's of them. I had the station where I said, am I watching this on Telemundo? All of them were speaking Spanish. Holy cow. Hola. Oh, my God. It was too much. And then Bill de Blasio to tell everybody that he was raising a black son. I was like, okay. Let me tell you. This is I ridiculous. Went, I went to the work the next day, and they were talking on WINS about how aggressive Bill de Blasio was. He was aggressive. I yelled at the radio. I said, yeah. He's still PO'd because his Amazon deal blew up on him. <laughs> I know, and he was talking about corporations and all this other yeah. nonsense. And meanwhile, they were begging Amazon, please, we want to give you $3 billion to come here and do nothing for us. Nothing. And then Amazon went and fired 1,300 people because they have robots to do their jobs now. Anyway, so these people travel to Canada to get insulin. So there's a freaking problem here, okay? This is supposed to be the greatest country in the world. Keep America great. That's Honey, the new slogan of, of Trump. They telling you that, but it's not the truth. Of course not. What, freedom when we were kids? What, to go down to the corner store and get a comic book and a soda? We don't even have That's that anymore. Freedom? There's no corner store. you got to go to Amazon yeah. to get your comic book. So this is a problem. Bernie talks about it all the time. And a pocket baseball card. So you have to ask yourself... Who on that stage is going to go up against the pharmaceutical companies on either one of those stages? And the only person that I know will definitely is Bernie Sanders. And I know Tulsi Gabbard is not taking any corporate money. So those are your choices. No one else is going to do it because those are their donors. They're not going to ruffle. The Mayor Pete. Okay. So the New York Times in the opinion section. Oh. Frank Bruni, the dream of Harris Buttigieg ticket. What dream? That's a nightmare. I told Tony this example just before, okay? I used to do weddings. 
And I had a particular bride. We won't say the last name, but her name was Samantha. And she was marrying this very nice gentleman who was also an attorney. They were both attorneys. Uh, and he was from Chile. And he had divorced and he found this woman. So they're getting married. She drove me nuts. She was one of the most craziest women I ever dealt with. And everybody was happy I was her planner because they didn't want to talk to her. Even the people at the church didn't want to talk to her. So I'm at the wedding reception. They've just gotten married. It was at Tavern on the Green. And the, the uh, best man says to me, oh, it's so nice to meet you. They speak so highly of you. You know, I've known such and such. I can't think of what his name was. We'll call him Jerry for years. And, you know, his ex-wife was blah, 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 blah. And he was describing her. And I thought to myself, isn't that the woman he's marrying now? I mean, they were all negative description. And it fit the woman he was marrying. They married two minutes before. I said to myself, why would a man marry a woman? It was exactly like the one they just got rid of. So we had to go up and ask her a question during the, uh, the reception, myself and the groom, who was a lovely man. She turned around to us, and I swear her head almost went all the way around. The power of price compels you. <laughs> she was so scary. And I said, oh, it's complete. She is the ex-wife. So I say to myself, why would you hitch your wagon? Why would you want to vote and have a dream of Harris Buttigieg when you real don't when you know that the reason why you have Trump and why Trump had this space was because of the failure of Obama Buttigieg looks and like Biden? Some, Buttigieg looks like some secondary character off Leave It to Beaver, like <laughs> one of the friends. <laughs> You're so funny. It's the truth. Um, but he nobody's going to take him serious. But they he do. Like they like him. He's polling like four or five now. Yeah, because he probably Biden's know. still polling. He knows how to shine shoes. Biden, no, Biden fell about ten points. Remember, Pete was at the establishment meeting. How to get rid of Bernie? So just if you're yeah, hanging well, your, I'll be at the meeting. How to, how to get rid of Pete? Well, how if and you're Kamala? Listen while you're to me. To grab Trump. Right. <laughs> listen Pence. to me. Listen. Um. If you're hanging your hat on Kamala and, and Pete, we are going to go back to the same stuff that we got with Obama. We got Romney care. And that's it. Imagine that's all we got. Could you imagine if they did get the ticket and then you have the, the, Help me the God. brawl with Kamala and uh, Trump. Trump. And then you get the vice presidential debate, the openly gay guy with the closeted queer. Yeah, that's really scary. Pence against Buttigieg. Yeah, that that's ooh. That would be hilarious. I think. My, oh my God, that would be hilarious. My bollocks are tingling. I can't even imagine. Well, the one thing he did say. Watch see, him get into a slap fight. He's a very skilled politician, but he's not ready to be president. Okay, I'm not ready to be president. Neither is him. Neither is he. Excuse me. He is not ready. You're not ready. He's not ready. He's a mayor, mayor of a little town, and he had a little problem, a police problem, and he wasn't able to solve it. And he said, ah, uh, I couldn't Putin, solve it. Putin hates gays in his own country. <laughs> you think he's going to deal with an openly gay president? Yeah, but that we're not worried about Putin. He's not qualified. I he's establishment. I am not going to deal with that little queer. Listen, Buttigieg's not going to help people get their insulin. Neither is Kamala Harris. It will not happen. I can guarantee you that it will be the same crap we got before, and then we'll get another Trump after. We don't have time to waste. We can't have people going to the border to get medicine. Yeah, I'm getting kind of old. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, like, I hate when they say, oh, change has got to happen incrementally. No. By no the time things maybe turn around, 
I'm already going to be bedridden with a walker. Right. So they totally like ignored Tulsi. Okay, but Tulsi did great. So let's just give her some give her some money out there. Bernie let's, Tulsi 2020. <laughs> that's our dream. That's our dream, New York Times. Um. So I feel like Queens is a petri dish, and I'm not going to go into this race that we had here, but we had an election last week because uh, we had to elect a new. DA in Queens because RDA Brown passed away. He was there for 9,000 years and he probably wasn't even going to the office for a while because he was very ill and he died. So they had to, you know, fill the uh, vacancy. The candidates were not uh, very impressive, but the progressive, her name is Caban, Tiffany Caban, and she is also openly gay. Uh, She won. She had support from Bernie, Warren, AOC, And she was elected. Of course, the establishment's doing, oh, we need a recount, blah, 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 because the establishment candidate didn't win. And they're freaking out because Melinda Splatt, Tony, because they can't wrap their (laughs) minds around the fact that people are awakening. Oh, I was so energized by this race. Yeah. But we do need a recount because I did lose. Yeah, that's right. This can't happen. So they spent all this money in these commercials. She had a lot of commercials. They actually did my makeup and my hair for free. That's right, because she doesn't brush her own hair. So sanity, self-awareness, and clarity. There are people that they are awakened. And okay? I had a couple of brats with Curtis Sliwa. Oh, my God. This is all local stuff. Do some Google search. You'll find out who she is, Melinda Katz. Anyway, Caban was elected. So it's not just unique to Queens. This is going on all over the country. People don't know that they're liberal. They don't know their progressive ideas that they're for. And you know what? It doesn't really matter. People need health insurance. People need to be able to get their prescription drugs. People need affordable housing. People need jobs. People need retirement security. We need air to breathe and water to drink. These are basic things we need. It's not right or left. It's sanity. We are no longer insane, some of us. Sorry, maybe maybe we all went to have a session with Marianne Williamson. I think she got stoned beforehand. I don't know. Maybe she meditated. But some of the stuff she said was true about the fact that the reason why people are sick in this country is because of a lot of policies like, you know, our air, our water, our food, yeah, big, God, no, big God agriculture. Knows. Like God she was the, right. God knows the crap all of their No, she's right. Animals. She was right. She had she had moments of this clarity. fast food crapola culture is really big. Well, people are moving away from the fast food. Um, The other thing I have to mention is Claire McCaskill. Okay. She is now like a staple on MSNBC. Like I I can almost not watch her. So they, uh, Chris Matthews apparently loves Tulsi Gabbard. He seemed to think that Tulsi Gabbard and Bill de Blasio did very good in the debate. Um, He loved what she did to Tim Ryan and he liked the Bill de Blasio interrupting situation. So, okay, whatever. So Tulsi was smart. She got herself out of that, like, you know, selfie pictures thing after the debates. And she got herself positioned to be one of the first people that was interviewed by Chris Matthews. I think she was second. And she was very good with Chris Matthews and he liked her. And he said, why aren't other candidates in the Democratic Party speaking about the cost of war and about all this, you know, anti-interventionist, like, why are we starting all these engagements and wasting the taxpayers' money? And she said, well, that's a good question for you to ask them. And I loved it. She had a big smile. So she did great. So, of course, after that, 
McCaskill had to go after her and talk about Assad and that she's something with Putin, which doesn't exist, you know? And I said to myself, Lady, you're too weak to be in any war. She's she's not a soldier. Who is she? Meanwhile, we got a president. And she's a loser. Hanging out with Putin. Right. Hanging out with Kim Jong-un. He was over in North Korea. He was literally in North Korea. Okay. They both have their fingers up as boop. <laughs> Tulsi is not he's gonna, for I guarantee Putin. he's going to start buddying up to that retard in the Philippines, that another nut Yeah, job. he likes all these people because he wants to govern like if they there's do. there's a dictator out there... Trump finds them. That's right, and he loves them. But McCaskill lost her race. She's the biggest loser. She's a loser. She is a centrist to the right loser, and that's why she lost her race. So when she gives advice, and Claire McCaskill is too impressed with herself. Oh, they were like, should we call you Claire or Senator McCaskill? And I felt like they saying, say, you should be at her, home. Call, call her, her at home. Call her a cab. Because get her <laughs> off my set. Tell her to go home and have some tea and watch the debates. Anyway, so I think that that's basically our wrap-up. I don't think Harris... I, I think Harris definitely gained some traction, for sure. Biden lost some points. He went down like 10 points. She gained like 10. Tulsi went up a little bit. Bernie gained support. Bernie never loses. He always moves up a little bit. Um, I think Warren kind of evened out after the two days. Um I'm trying to think, did I miss anybody? Am I missing? Buttigieg moved up a little bit. And I suspect that there's going to be some people dropping out. I mean, Delaney. No. He should be. We have to say goodbye to him. I don't think we're, I don't know if we'll see Yang again. Yang did terrible, but he has a lot of supporters. Yeah. As soon as he talked about taxing tech companies. They turned off his mic. They unplugged his mic. They did. They and he's from that world, so they. they I think that's terrible because the guy is not a stupid you guy. You keep a hand off plug while you, you karate chop. Oh, you're so funny. Um, Amy Klobuchar, get out of here. Bye bye. Jill Gibrand, bye. Cory Booker, see you later. Alligator. Who else we got? De Blasio. What is he doing there? He's such he a fake, fake progressive. Run, he can't even run this city the right way. Julian Castro talked about the immigration thing the whole time. And yes, it's a terrible, terrible situation. Tulsi went to Homestead. I watched that video. Awful. Um, and I, I believe that that needs to be stopped. But it can't be the only issue. Julian Castro is as creepy looking as Ted Cruz. You think so? They're like brothers from another I thought, mother. I think he's likable, but I don't think he's president, and he's not going to win he's against Trump. He's kind of got that creature of the black Oh, you're look. funny. Um, I don't see that. Corey, no. Who else is up there? Who the hell knows? I know who, who I want. Oh, I want to find out a little bit more about Inslee. I don't know enough about him. I sort of liked him, but I have. I don't. I can't. I can't give you an educated feedback on him because I really need to dig deep into his history, but. First look, he looks good. Well, he's only a governor. I mean, it's not only he's running the whole state. I understand that, but if he was a senator and a, or a congressman, you could see what kind of a voting record he would have. Well, you have to see what he's done by his own being state. A governor, yeah, by being a governor, you can see something. You have to see what kind of yes legislation that was passed and his you know his mission in his state, what they've been able to accomplish. I know. I think it's nice to be able to see uh, people that t- took votes history. In the Senate. The, I, I do yeah. like that. The Senate's my favorite place for somebody to run. But governor's not bad. Uh, mayor of a small town, no. Buttigieg, 
I would be like, goodbye. See ya. Hate to be ya. Uh, I don't know who else. Who else did I miss? Who knows? Who knows? Bernie Tulsi, 22. Oh, who's the other guy? Hickenlooper. Ugh, please. And Bennett, they can go together. Bennett's looking to be VP with somebody. Bennett's looking to be VP. Hickenlooper. Hickenlooper. Sick and pooper. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Trump would have so much fun with that name. It just It's too easy for him. Um, yeah. So the next he's debates. Got, honey, he, he's, a, he's a flake. He's a nut. I know. He has nothing to offer. He's, out there, he's way out there. Yeah. Um, my favorite Martian had made more sense ah, than him. You're so funny. Uh, so the next debates are in September. So we have to keep giving money to Tulsi. Keep her on that stage. She's the only, only person talking about foreign, foreign policy at all. She's not taking corporate money, and neither is Bernie. And, you know, we got to keep Bernie going as well. I don't know how they did at the end of the, uh, you know, the end of the month collecting donations but hopefully they did well so that is our wrap up on the um post first debate september will be the next debates so we'll uh, see what happens till then and now we are going to segue into tony's stories just two quick stories that kind of offended me both of them they offended you they annoyed me they annoyed you uh-oh well the people that are behind this hmm General. One is about whaling. Uh, we don't like when people are not good to animals. I remember one of the most clear memories I ever had when I was going on a flight from L.A. to San Diego. And she's changing my microphone again. <laughs> Here you go. So I can sound more Darth Vader. There you go. Sean Connery doing Darth Vader. Lord Master. And buddy of mine, he elbows me in the ribs. He goes, look out the window. I look out the window, and what do I see beyond the breakers of the Pacific Ocean? I don't know. He goes, what is that? I said, what do you think that is? A whale. A whale and the calf in the water. Aww. We saw the silhouettes in the ocean. They were together. I'll never, ever forget that image. Mommy and baby. And now we were up in the air. We were good couple of, you know, 100,000 feet. No, not even 1,000. I think we were a couple of hundred feet in the air. And the whale must have been pretty big because I saw clear wow. outlines of the whale and That's the calf. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Japan has withdrawn from the IWC. What's the IWC? It is the International Whaling Commission. They've been out of it since December. So what does that mean? So that means they want to go out and do commercial whaling again. Oh, no. You know what their rationale is going to be? Well, all our polluted water from Fukushima going into ocean, so we might as well kill off well before our radiated water does that. Oh, jeez. They leave the animals alone. I saw what they did to that shark on the, on the deck of a trawler. Uh, don't tell me. Yeah. Don't They bring me. it up. Tony. Dorsal's tail and the, and the uh, pectorals. Now, the poor shark can't... What do they do? They throw it overboard. Oh, no. Now the shark can't swim. It's going to die yeah, out in the ocean. And it'll probably a slow death. Instead of putting it out of its misery, they throw it overboard. Yeah, All right, well, we got what we wanted. Now, bye. Awful. And you could see the shark struggling, gasping for air, and they threw it back in the ocean. But meanwhile, it can't swim now. would love to throw them in it's the ocean. It's going to sink to the bottom of yeah, the ocean. Yeah, of course it is. It's going to drown. All right, now in December, after they failed to convince the commission to allow it to resume commercial whaling, 
Now, as of 7-1, they will resume whaling. This is from Yoshida Suga. What is that? Some one of their ministry people that was for the commercial whaling. Mm -hmm. Now, in 1982, the WIWC banned commercial whaling, but in 1986, it went into effect globally. Now, Japan actually uh, took part in something called scientific whaling. They were selling whale meat. Now, I don't know. I can't see the distinction of this. Yeah, like, why was that allowed? Who eats whale meat? Except for an Eskimo. I have no idea. What does whale meat even taste like? I don't know. I never ate whale. No idea. Uh, they will be, again, begin to, uh, the Japanese whalers will again be able to hunt mink, brides, and say whales in coastal waters. In their own coastal waters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will not be allowed to do any more scientific hunts in Antarctica. Now, in 1986, Japan, since 1986, Japan has killed 300 whales annually. Wow. That's a lot. At the Osaka G2 summit, there was public outcry. People were screaming bloody murder. Mm-hmm. Stop doing this. Stop doing this. Cut it out now. Oh, no. We take out samurai sword. We no listen to you. Japan is joined Iceland and Norway at resuming commercial whaling. Yeah, I knew Iceland was doing because I saw that on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iceland. And the sad thing is, is that the animals are not being killed in this way. They're dying because of global warming. Like we're losing whole species. Now, Japan, Iceland, and Norway will resume. Australia has said no way at They're all. Not doing it. They will not resume whaling. See, Australia. They're also, oh, no, it was New Zealand that was good on the guns. But you see, yeah, we have the problem the elephants. They're almost going to be extinct. Now, that was out of NBC News. Uh-oh, we got Ricochet up. Oh, God. The buddy. The kitty cat. This is out of the Hunt Huffington Post. The United States Postal Service is under fire once again. Yeah, they're really in trouble financially. So the Cliff Clavens of the world from Cheers, uh, we're on the run. We're on the run there, Nami. The USPS wants Congress to help it make significant cuts to employee benefits to pal- balance. They are looking to save billions of dollars over ten years. They want to shave paid leave and they want to raise worker pensions contributions. So. The reason why they're doing this, just to make sure everybody remembers, back in the Bush years, I think 2004 or 5, um, they voted the Congress, because they controlled Congress Republicans, that the post office would have to fund 75 years in advance pensions for their workers. So people that were not even yet alive, they had to fund, fully fund their pensions. So that money had to be on hold, on hand. So that made it, makes it very hard for them to function. No business, no corporation, no union, no nothing anywhere has the funding in a holding pattern for 75 years. It just doesn't exist. And they did it on purpose to slowly kill the post office because they want to privatize it. So then they kill all those really good union jobs. And so you can't put a 55 cent stamp on anything and send it to Alaska or Hawaii. Wherever you want, that's where it goes. All right, they want to raise workers' Mm -hmm. pension contributions. They want to shift the new hires into 401ks. Yeah, so then their money's at risk on Wall Street. Now, the pension contributions would slash workers' take-home pay. That would save $7 billion. Yeah, they're asking for this because they can't do it any other way. 
Now they want to combine vacation in six sick days. That would be $5 billion. Now, along with benefit cuts, retirees will be goaded into Medicare enrollment. It will be called the Medicare Interrogation X. Oh, God. Anytime they put those X's in there, it's not good. So they no longer... $49 billion. So are they not going to have um, health insurance when they retire? I don't know. That sounds like they're not going to. Some Congress and postal unions are voicing a vocal opponents of this plan. Congress people, public. Okay. Now, in 2007, okay, uh, they uh, started something called a non-career workforce. Mm-hmm. Kind of like temp workers. Right. 37,000 people were hired. They had... As 200,000 people retired, there was, there's 500,000 left. They're career employees. Now, of course, one of my favorite senators, Republican Jim Jordan, uh. the Dexter Morgan lookalike from uh, Ohio, yeah, he's a nightmare. he said uh, he would like to privatize letter delivery because in some countries in Europe, that's what they do. Yeah. Well, whatever country they do it in, pack your bags and move. Yeah. The reason why they do that also is because people get health insurance through the government, so they don't need Now, people, you got to remember, the post office is the number two employer in the country. Yes, it is. The number one is Walmart. And they have to rely on sending their employees to get Medicaid. So now Walmart, they want to also automate that, and now they want to bend yeah. the pesto- post office over. Yeah, they've been working on this for years. This is a, the so these are going to be the top two employers... So what do the hope the rest of us have? Well, they play the long game. you got to give it to the Republicans. They've been playing this long game for a long time. They've been bleeding them for a long time. Um, I've talked about this to people. I'm still informing people about it. And now people complain about the post office because they're squeezed so tight that the service is not as good as it used to be. I think it's still good, but it's not as good. We got friendly with two postal workers in our building. One was in his 70s when he retired. He lasted a year and died of a heart attack. Poor guy. He was such a good worker, too. And then our friend Sal, who I heard, is now down in Florida and not doing too well with his diabetes. Right. But he does have health insurance. the stress of this Yeah, it's a stressful job. And by the way, there's another nugget that you don't know. That the post office helps deliver everything that FedEx and UPS delivers, they have a role in that delivery. So they might bring it to like a certain point. So the post office helps them, the corporations deliver their their stuff, their mail. Imagine, this is how important, and, and we live in New York City, but if you live in a small town somewhere, the post office is really important because you don't have like, you know, I went to FedEx Kinko's the other day. Like we have a lot of, Availability. Oh, hell, they forgot to deliver my Playboy again. <laughs> You're so funny. But a lot of people rely on that. They rely on the post office. They have post office boxes for and businesses at home that they have at home. <laughs> so it's a very, very big deal. Um, and that's not good. And that's been coming for a long time. So let's see who stands up for the post office. That's another thing. Who's going to stand up for the union workers? I don't know. I don't see Mayor Pete and Kamala. Have they been marching with people? I saw Bernie marching for the $15 an hour. I saw him get it. Obama promised but never showed. Yeah, he never put on a soft shoe. He said he was going to put on a soft shoe and he was going to march, right? With the union people. Never did it. 
Never did it. Listen, all the stuff we're talking about, Obama and Biden did not do. They used their political capital in the beginning when they controlled all of government just to do Romney care, which we could have gotten from Romney. Anyway, um, that's our show for this week, and we will be having a nice 4th of July. Hopefully you guys will, and we'll see you after the holiday. And the word for today is decimate. (laughs) Bernie Tulsi 2020. Yippee! See ya.